Okay, um, phase three, it's a bit much, to say the least. To say the most, it is unreasonably long. <laughs> it's been cut into two, <laughs> two phases, but I'm not here to critique them. They made choices. Anyways, welcome back to Play by Play, or if you're new, welcome to the podcast where we let you in in our conversation after the movie. So grab your snacks, grab your drinks, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Play by Play. I am one of your co-hosts, Ujamaka. And I'm your other co-host, Kelsey. And today, we will be talking about phase three of the MCU. Dun, dun, dun! Oh, gosh. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, so let's dive right in. For those of you who don't know, phase three consists of 11 movies. Now, the 11th movie is up to debate, but we're just going to count it in for this conversation. Okay, <laughs> those 11 movies are Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> you can take on a breath now. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with Captain America Civil War. Or if you want to get technical, Avengers 2.5. Um, I like this movie. It was, I think it's one of the best Captain America movies. I love the scenery in the beginning that they were fighting in Lagos because, you know, not every location is in North America. It's not always in LA or New York. I like it. Um, I mean, this movie was alright. I don't know. It felt... I mean, yes, it's important, but, like, it felt also unnecessary. Like, it felt like a filler episode in, like, a TV show or something. Filler? Introduces like a pretty prime debate that like sets up the rest of the movies. I know that's why I said it's important, but we could have gone without it. Like it didn't have to be a whole Captain America movie. It could have been put in some other movie. What other movie? I don't know. <laughs> There's nowhere else for it to be. I think instead of a Captain America movie, it should have been Avengers. Cause like. What's the point of it making it his movie? That's probably my issue with it. It's a Captain America movie. Like, it could have been, like you said, it could have been, like, Avengers 2.5 or something. It definitely could have been an Avengers movie since it pretty much had all of them and more who we see again in future Avenger movies, so. Yeah, and they introduced two new characters. So for it to be that important i feel like some people skipped it because it was a captain america movie and not an avengers one so, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like this movie brings up like you know a huge debate are you team iron man or team captain america and 
I'll say it one more time for everybody listening. I am on team Iron Man. Now listen, hear me out. Yes, I can see where Cap was coming from, you know? Like he was finally like, you know, coming out saying, I'm not listening to you. I'm my own man. I can do what I want to do. And good for him. Like I can see why he was like that. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't want like the Avengers to be like blackballed or you have to end up going and hiding or something, just just listen to them. Like, come on. So from Tony's point of view and like his teams, signing the Accords does make sense. Um, but I would align with the other side. I feel like this opportunity, it was just too convenient for them to go and try to push away for them to control the Avengers right after a big fighting scene. It really wasn't about, like, the public good. It was about them trying to um, get better, like, press coverage or whatever by saying, we have a way to control the Avengers. You know, we're strong. We have power. I don't like it. I I agree that they should be, like, there. there should be a way to get them to fight for what matters but it was just too convenient yeah I see what you mean that's why I said I can see like both sides of this argument <laughs> this is probably our most civilized team cap or team Iron Man conversation I think we're just tired <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the energy but like you know who has the energy Bucky and Cap, when they were jumping Tony at the end of the movie, they were pounding punch after punch after punch, tag teaming. Now, they were foul for doing that. But I love that scene. (laughs) I don't. I despise everything that happens in that scene. Like, Tony just found out that Bucky killed his parents, Winter Soldier or not. And guess who knew about it? Um, Steve. He knew about it, and he didn't even dare tell Tony. And now you're going to beat him up because he's, like, confronting your friend? That makes no sense to me. That's got to be one of the worst things about Captain. Like, whoa. <laughs> Breathe. Like, why? It doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you going to beat Tony up? What is Tony doing that's so wrong? Trying to get answers about what happened to his parents? He basically left him an orphan. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, t- <laughs> the morals about that situation are definitely iffy. But um, Tony kept on coming after them. He, after every single scene, he was always trying to get them to stop. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, that guy killed his parents. But <sighs> you got to do what you got to do to get the job done. But... <laughs> But there's no but in this situation. Cap was out of left field for doing that. Like, he was protecting his bestie to the end of the line. There's got to be a certain point where you're like, yeah, you're my best friend. I love you. But what you did, mm -mm. I can't stand behind that. Like, the least he could have done was, like, tell Tony instead of him having to find out. I don't remember how he found out, but... It was probably way worse than hearing it from somebody that he knows, like Steve. So I think all Cap wanted to do was just 
just run away with his best friend. He didn't really care about anybody else at that point. He definitely could have done a lot better. I don't know if it would have, like, fixed the situation in the movie, but it would have been better for him as a moral guy who's trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I never said that I was, like, a diehard Cap fan. I noticed when my favorite characters have faults. Is he my favorite character? He is one of the faves. Really? I like him. I mean, like, I don't have a... I mean, I do have a problem with him, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. Like, he's definitely not in the top five. I'll just say that. He's not... He's not in my top five. Mm, Makes sense. But, you know, who is in my top five? Natasha. Okay, but, like, let me tell you something. Like... I was so shocked, but like at the same time, I wasn't. When she went from Team Iron Man to Team Cap, I was like, when she switched up, I was like, Natasha. Like, I was like, but like at the same time, it makes sense because, you know, Cap and Natasha, that's just how it goes. But. And I shipped them together (laughs) for life. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that. I'd say um, not in this movie, <laughs> definitely. Um, but Wanda became one of my favorites. I, I Well, I guess what she did at this. <laughs> I just remembered what she did at the beginning, you know, kind of like almost like destroyed like half a city or something. That awkward moment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's in the past, though. We love Wanda. Um, what I do want to talk about is that we fir- this is like the first movie where we see Spider-Man um, oh, and, and the Falcon but we'll and follow- um, Black Panther oh Black Panther yeah this is I'm- not the first movie with the Falcon I wasn't yes it <laughs> is oh well I guess maybe it's the first time we see him but he <laughs> talked about having the Falcon suit was he in Winter Soldier yeah is that the movie where Cat was like on the left is yeah. that the movie? Yeah. Huh. Him and Nat, they go um seek out his help when they're going to go run away and try to um defeat Hydra. Interesting. That's his intro movie. The Winter Soldier? Yeah. <laughs> wow. They become second best friends in that movie, I guess. I don't yeah. even think they're best friends. I think they're just friends. He, but I think Falcon considers him a best friend. Sam does not consider Falcon a best friend. Sam and Falcon are the same person. <laughs> oh, I mean Steve. <laughs> okay, Sam considers Steve a best friend, but Steve doesn't consider Sam a best friend. That's what I think their dynamic is. I can definitely see that, but at the same time, I also think that they're best friends. <laughs> but, you know. Anyways, back to Spider-Man. Um... This was like a like that cute little intro thing that they had for him when um what's his face when Tony went to New York his like apartment or whatever mm-hmm. and he was just like like he like knew he was Spider Man or something but he was also like testing him or whatever yeah. like that's cute that set the mood for like their whole dynamic together. I forgot about that scene until you told me and now it makes me happy thinking about it. Oh right, but like. Low key, 
it's kind of like Tony. Why did you bring a kid into like this? this like I, I think the title calls it a civil war. Like, come on now, what are you doing? He was reaching, and I don't know why he was reaching for fighters. He had so many good ones. Natasha, kind of black. Who Natasha? Who switched on him? Who switched on him? Huh? Natasha switched on him. Oh, so at the end, but originally she was with him. She doesn't even count. I doubt she was actually on his side. She was fighting on his side, and then at the end, she like let Bucky and um Steve run away. But like for the most part, she was on Iron Man's side. True. True. <laughs> okay. Um, I know that like Iron Man was like, or Tony was like, he can definitely hold his own, which is true. But like while they were fighting, right? There was this moment when Steve like threw his shield at something, causing it to fall on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But like he did he did did Steve know what his powers were? Did he know like he was that strong that he could lift it up and toss it off? Huh? Maybe that was a test to see like who is this kid? Why is he here? Okay, but think about it. Like he could have killed this kid. One one soldier down, I guess. <laughs> Whatever for my bestie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> While we're still on the topic of Spider-Man. Let's talk about his first movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, that movie was so cute. And I liked um, the whole video vlog thing that they were going on. It was very Gen Z, very teenager. And I just like what Tom Holland did with Peter. He made him very young. Because like everybody else on the team was like in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. I don't know. <laughs> See, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you brought up Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Like, I don't have a problem with it, right? But, like, in the whole... mm, There's so many debates in this phase. But in the great debate of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, whose Spider-Man is better, I personally like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man more. Like, I'm not saying that Tom Holland isn't a good Spider-Man. He definitely is. But it's like, it felt too, like, it didn't feel right. Like, because, yes, like, from what I remember, like, Spider-Man, he's low-key like an angsty teenager. He skateboards, listens to music. He has friends, but, like, not really. But then in this movie, in Tom Holland's Spider-Man, He's this guy going to a super crazy smart school. He's super smart, like whatever. Like, I, where's the skateboard? Now that's not the most important part, but like, it just doesn't feel right to me. This movie kind of pushed the other Spider-Man movies out of my brain. This is what's taking center stage. So when I think of Spider-Man, I think of this like nerdy teen who develops this. Um, spider sense power and now he has to use his smarts to go and find out what to do with it so it would make sense for me for him to be this super smart nerdy geeky guy but i mean they could have done it with that skateboarder swag but i don't know i like the little nerdy thing they have going on it makes him cute 
<laughs> Andrew Garfield was cute. Um, don't get me started on what makes Spider-Man cute. Have you seen Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? But anyways, that's I have. besides the point. That's besides the point. Like, like we've talked about this before, but yeah. like the whole Spider-Man Homecoming movie, and even in Civil War, we just see him as Spider-Man. Like we never saw him become no Spider-Man. We never saw him get bitten by that radioactive um um spider. We don't like see him making his suits or whatever. I mean, do we? I don't remember, but I we don't, don't know. Making it, we just see that he has one. And there's no buildup. See, and all the other ones, we see them like building or fixing their little cobweb shooters or making sure everything's right. Like. He already, he's already Spider-Man. He already has a suit. Like, he's already saving the city. So it's like, what? What type of movie is this? Where's the backstory? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Huh? What is Marvel doing? Mm-hmm. What is Marvel doing with this one? Huh? I think... what Because they're doing a new movie, maybe they're going to do it backwards. They're going to say his background in the newest Spider-Man movie and then compare it to, like, all of the other ones or something. Because it's supposed to be, like, a multiverse or something. So that could be the direction they're going with. It was intentional for them to leave out the background. Oh, yeah, for sure, because it's Marvel. But, like, I don't know how I feel about that. But I do know how I feel about Zendaya being in the MCU. Like, that's crazy, first of all, because she's literally everywhere. But I'm glad that she's in this movie because her character, MJ, which is completely different from all the other mm-hmm. <laughs> completely different from all the other ones. So like that just shows you that this whole Spider-Man like homecoming universe, completely different. Like something's going on here. I don't know what though, but something's going on. Speaking of Mary Jane, I was confused about what they did with her while I was watching until like the very last minute. Um, the whole movie, Peter liked Liz. And I knew that him and Mary Jane were actually supposed to be a couple. So it was not adding up. I thought Liz was going to be a villain. Like what they did with that ultimate plot twist from Sky High. Oh my god. <laughs> it would have been so cool if Liz turned into like a super villain. And like she was going to go and shoot Peter at the little homecoming that they were going to have. And then Mary Jane was going to save her him. That would have flipped tropes on its head. Mm-hmm. Take notes from Sky High. <laughs> okay, we're done with Spider-Man. Now let's talk about Black Panther, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to come out and say it right here, right now. This movie might have the best, not might, it does have the best soundtrack in the whole MCU. There, I said it. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you agree. (laughs) Why would I disagree? If anybody has a problem with it, um, DM DM Play by Play on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) At playbyplay.pod. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Not the shameless plug. Bro, this music was so good. It elevated the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm playing the song in my head right now, and I'm so hyped. Like, the soundtrack was just everything. Yep. 
it made the battles so much more enticing. Like I remember that one scene when they were in um, Busan and he was like trying to run after somebody in the car, but the music <gasps> got my heart pumping. Mm-hmm. I know exactly the scene you're talking about. Amazing, gorgeous, delightful. <laughs> okay, but like, here's another, I don't want to say it, but another big debate. Um, <laughs> in every movie, there's a debate, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I'm just making it up, but <laughs> some are like, the debate is their accents, right? You know, these aren't like people from Africa, like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't yeah. have, they don't have the accents. And some people were like, I think their accents were fantastic. Others were like, no, not at all. Um, I don't know where I stand. Like my mom, when she watched the movie, she was like, wow, it's like they're from Africa. And I'm like, I'll take your word for it because she is from Africa. So, <laughs> um, but like, I do agree that some people were better than others. Like it was like, oh wow, okay, that sounds like a real accent that I like. I heard from like my one of my uncles or something. Mm-hmm. But then others, it felt like it was forced. But like, either way, it was all okay. Like, it's it still had like the the hint of that African accent. Like you knew it was an African accent. So like, it's it's fine. But like, mm-hmm. some were definitely better than others. Yeah, I would agree. There were some that were amazing. Well, I don't know if it's amazing because I'm African, but I'm African-American. So I don't really have an accent or I was born in America, but I like- Why don't you give us your whole backstory? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't have that much of a backstory. I was from Ghana. Um, I, I was kidding. So my Stop dad, it. My mom is from Kumasi. My dad Stop. is from <laughs> They met um, about... Stop it. <laughs> Let me go on. Let me say my whole life story. Um, but I really like Mbaku's accent. Um, his is the one that stood out to me the most. I don't know if it was authentic, but I liked him and his whole tribe's outfit or accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I know who you're talking about, but at the same time... I could be, I think I have two guys that I'm thinking of, but I don't know which one you're talking of. He has a really talking deep voice. He was the leader of the other, like, Ice Mountain Tribe place, and he tried to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what people were saying. People were like, his accent was the best. Like, they ranked yeah. it, and they put him at number one. As they should. I, it was really enjoyable. <laughs> um, is Vibranium real? Wasn't it on the website, a U.S. government website? That's absolutely terrifying. Moving on. (laughs) Um, They should have left the vibranium for themselves if it was true. uh, Why would you freely share a precious resource when it took you so long to get it out of the wrong hands in the first place? Keep the vibranium for yourself. Yeah, but I can see where they're coming from. You know, you don't want to be want to be one of those like greedy African countries or something I don't know but some people would definitely know that the Americans would definitely call them greedy you know that the Americans barely shared anything with them you know you're not gonna share I'm not gonna share I don't really know why they came out as being like technologically advanced and all that stuff because it's just gonna put you at a disadvantage yeah but like if I heard people talking so lowly of me and my country 
thinking that we're some third world country when we're really not. I'd, I'd be like the first one to say, excuse me, you are wrong. Come on over. We'll show you what our country is. We'll show you what it's like. Hmm? Like, I can't. That's just me. I can't stand when people say things that aren't, when I know it's not true. I will be the first to say you are wrong. This is the truth. So it was like a pride thing, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to call it that. Like, <laughs> no, I'm talking about for me. Um, I don't know why T'Challa did it, to be honest. Like, I can't speak for him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why T'Challa did it, but I understand why Killmonger wanted to do it. I mean, like, as the best human villain in the MCU, all of his motives made sense. Completely. I, I am Completely. so glad you brought up Killmonger because, here, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Are you listening? Okay, great. When I first watched the movie, right, I was like, you know, I'm just trained to dislike the villain. Like, I don't care what their story is. I don't care what the, besides Ultron. Um, <laughs> I'm just trained to not like villains. But yeah. then, like, the second time around, I was like, huh, he kind of has a good point. Like, mm-hmm. I see why he's upset. I see why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So it all just starts to make sense. Like, you got to start putting things in perspective, looking at both sides of things. That's what I learned from that because yeah, Kilmanger was right. He was right. And in a different movie, he would have been the hero. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's definitely the hero in somebody else's story. Yeah. Yeah. I was sad when he died, but he has my respect as a villain. Oh, you just have to say as a villain. Let him <laughs> just have your respect. Person, he has my respect as a character. I'll take it. Before I move on, we've got to say it. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. You died way too early, but you were a great role model for everyone. Okay, so the next movie is Doctor Strange. And I'm going to come out and say it. I love Stephen Strange. I love him. Well, I guess I like Doctor Strange more than Stephen Strange. But when I say Doctor Strange, I mean the Time Wizard Doctor Strange, not the Surgeon Doctor Strange. Okay, I get you. Because I was like, they're the same people. Person. <laughs> you just gotta clear that up for you. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange is okay. <gasps> <laughs> I enjoyed his movie. Oh, oh, yeah. No, the movie was great. I'm talking about the character Doctor Strange. He- I know. I still gasped. He's <laughs> one of my favorite Avengers. I would have guessed. <laughs> well, I'm about to say it might be mean, but like, you know, poor baby lost his surgeon hands. But like, <laughs> wasn't it for the better? Wasn't it for the better? Yeah, but like all of those months he spent being rude to everybody. All of that money. No, when I think about it, like, isn't he like low-key dirt poor if he spent all of his money trying yeah. to fix his hands? And now he's living in some apartment place or whatever in New York City. New York City. Um, The Big Apple. So that's a lot of money. So who's paying for that? This is like some hidden apartment building where the time wizards are paying for it. But if we go to Thor Ragnarok, he literally gives Thor his address. 
So I it's thought like he, he sold his apartment when he moved to like Nepal. No, he was there. Oh yeah, because he's the Time Lord of like New York, right? <laughs> time Lord. Isn't that what's his name? Peter Quill. Isn't that his name? No, it's Star Lord. Oh. When you said Time Lord, I was thinking about Doctor Who. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Whovian. The fight scenes in Doctor Strange were so cool. They reminded me a lot of Inception. Like when the buildings collapsed in on themselves or like when they would walk through walls. It was so cool. I know the exact scene you're talking about with like yeah. the like buildings collapsing and stuff. That was so trippy. Like loved it. But- this whole movie was low-key like one big trip. Yeah. Like whatever trip the ancient one sent Doctor Strange on, like when he was like first yeah. figuring things out, put me on it. I wanna I want to experience that for myself. I, don't know. I mean, minus the like baby heads or whatever, but I definitely want to experience that. Those reality chefs are too much for me. I would probably hallucinate something scary and then, or like, I would hallucinate Dormammu. That <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> he would scare me for life. I, even looking at him in the movie, it made me itchy. The texture of his skin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Seems epic to me. Oh, gosh. I get the creepy crawlies thinking about it. But um, we see Regina George um, uh-huh. as a doctor. <laughs> I don't know her name in this movie, but I bet it's like Abigail or something. Abigail Adams? Stop that. <laughs> But seeing her as a doctor, you know, it's so refreshing. Like, one of my favorite scenes, I think it's towards the end, where, like, you know, Doctor Strange is, like, dying or something. He's on the mm-hmm. um, surgeon table. But, like, his astral projection is hovering above his body. And she and he's telling her what to do, how to fix him. Like, that's that's probably one of my favorite scenes. That was crazy. I don't know how she reacted the way she did. I would have <laughs> out the door. You won't see me again. Right. Like, the way that some people react in these movies, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're seeing aliens and whatnot, and uh, you're just going to, like, I will never understand, like, how some people just see, like, some of the things that's happening and then just stare. My immediate reaction would be, like, heck no, I'm out of here. I don't want any part of that. I'm running. I don't care where to. Just get me away from here. And some people are smart. They do run. But then there are the people who take pictures. Like, Uh, these pictures are going to do nothing if you're dead. (laughs) Honestly, if I encountered that stuff, I would probably react in the stereotypical horror movie way. (laughs) Stop and freeze. Start shaking. Oh, my heart starts beeping. And then I would finally start to run around and trip over my shoes. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I can picture you running around in a circle like, what do I do? What's happening? <laughs> but just to close us off with Doctor Strange, um, I feel like they did something different with this movie. Um, now, I couldn't tell you what it is exactly, but it just felt 
kind of refreshing to be honest with this movie like yes we've dealt with space before but like have we really dealt with the time aspect of it no so it just felt it just like felt different to me it felt cool I liked things about it I liked everything about this movie hmm. I don't know if I would think it was different than the other ones I mean I think it uses the same formula for a solo movie i mean yeah sure there's the hero they have the problem the villain hero wins whatever but like it did feel a little bit different with this movie i don't know if i'm just if i'm being biased or whatever but i don't know it felt a little different maybe it's because they used um so many different sources okay now we're gonna talk about um Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I'm going to come clean. Just like the first one, I don't remember much of what happened in this movie. The main thing I remember is Baby Groot. That's it. That's all I remember. Same. I do not remember the movie. Or perhaps I haven't even watched it. I (gasps) No. (laughs) I watched a review video and I said, when did this happen? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite series, so I guess. Right. I felt, I think look, you pretty much forced me to watch like these two movies, the first and the second one, because I'm just like, I have no interest in these movies at all. But I watched them. Fun and fresh. It's just, I prefer other ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love how I say that I don't know what happened in this movie, but I'm literally about to summarize what happened. Um, But, like, Peter... (laughs) Poor Peter, right? Uh, His mom's dead. His dad was using him. He gets powers. Um, I don't remember what happened to his powers. I don't think they... He loses them at the end. The point of him learning them. It, it, It doesn't have any effect on him. He doesn't have them. Dang. This movie, it had no effect on the greater story. This was a filler. Mm, mm. So there was no space, not space stones. There were no infinity stones? Not that I remember. Huh. Then yeah, this was definitely a filler movie. (laughs) And now they're making a third one. I wonder what that could be about. (laughs) Or maybe it'll be better. I thought, no. Thor, there's like Thor, Love and Thunder. And then there's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I think he's going to be in the Guardians movie. Somebody said that it happens in the comics. And like at the end of the movie, he was traveling with them anyways. So maybe he'll leave halfway through, but he's going to make some appearance. Mm. Okay. But... Last thing about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is, or at least for me, is um, Drax and Mantis. They're like, their little relationship thing that they had. I could never tell if Drax actually liked her. Because, like, he would say something so nice and then be like, nah, I'm just playing. Oh. I'm like, what? What do you mean? They took reference from real life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, which person told them to say that? Put it 
obviously he didn't say it like that, but that's pretty much how it was. I hope they end up together at the end if they're teasing the audience like that. No, no, not like relationship. I meant like friendship. Oh, oh. I don't remember that scene, so I was just talking. <laughs> oh gosh. Um one thing I do remember about this movie is his dad. His dad is one of the weirdest characters I've heard about in this scene, in this universe. So you're going to tell me that his dad went to all of these various galaxies and impregnated women for powerful offspring? That is so weird. But that's also like textbook Greek gods. But it's still so weird. Is he a Greek god? No. Well, I don't know. He's one of like the originals or there's some word for him. But he reminds me of Zeus. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I did a Latin project about him. He got an A, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that we're doing um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that filler movie, who cares? Um, let's talk about one of my favorite movies, Thor Ragnarok. I love everything about this movie i don't know what they did but it just gives me it just gives me everything i need in a movie okay that's a stretch but i like it (laughs) i agree i'm dare i say they did a bang up job improving the thor series this is Mm -hmm. easily the most interesting one of the thor series that they've had in the mcu Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also, this movie, it has the first female villain, I think, right? Like, ever in MCU. Not in the comics, obviously, but I think that's really cool. And also, I don't think she's dead. She supposedly died at the end, but I think she's going to be in Thor 4, for sure. Hella? Yeah, Hella. She oh. got the fire monster or something, but she's not dead. <laughs> That'd be a nice twist. Right? But yeah, Hela is such a powerful villain. I love her. I love her. I love her. She's great. Um, But speaking of Hela, like, <sighs> Odin, he is so annoying for lying to everybody. And telling her, telling telling everyone, Thor is my firstborn son. Or he's my firstborn child. Yeah. First, he lied about Loki. Or, like, lied to Loki and whatever. Now he's lying about his first child? Huh. That says a lot about his character. That's why, like, when he died, I was like, okay, moving on. Oh, well. He's just a liar. So, liars, like... Liars don't get funerals. <laughs> oh. no you're so right because their mother got this lavish funeral the boats drifting away in the sea um but like odin disappeared or whatever like he like little speckles of him sort of floating away so it'd be kind of hard to have a well you could have had like a funeral without her body but still ashes with no ashes (laughs) they didn't love him he was their king. They they had to respect him. That sucks. 
But this movie brought me, I wouldn't say one of my favorite characters, but like a very likable character that I was happy to see again in another movie, um, Korg. Um, oh. I love him. That's it. That's all I have to say. I love him. I love his accent. I love how kind he is. I just love it. Him, I guess. <laughs> I like his accent. That's really <laughs> what I remember. He's rocks and he has an accent. But I don't remember him from this movie. I remember him from when he plays Fortnite. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't remember this movie. That much. Anyways. <laughs> wow. It was fun. <laughs> okay, what I'm about to say might be very controversial. Oh. Um, Loki, he wasn't all that memorable in this movie. Hmm. He wasn't the villain, right? He was just a side character. I guess. Like, Stephen Strange is more memorable in this movie than Loki was. When was Doctor Strange in this movie? <gasps> How do you know? <laughs> I told you this. I told you this in, like, whatever movie we were talking about. And I told you that Thor, that Doctor Strange gave Thor his address to his oh, apartment. That was you know, in the movie? Yes, because... It was, like, right before they went to where his dad was, like, in Sweden or something. And then Doctor Strange had Loki falling through all these little time loops or time holes or whatever. And he just kept on falling and falling. And then Doctor Strange and Thor were having a conversation. And it was like, I want your brother. Your brother belongs to the time committee or something like that. How could you not remember that? I felt like it would be a cool scene. <laughs> it was. It was even previewed, like it was one of the end credits for another movie where Thor sat down with the beer and then Dr. Shane just looking at him or something. Really? Oh my gosh. That sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie brings me my favorite version of Thor. Short hair Thor. You knew this mm -hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stan Lee, for your little cameo and giving him his haircut. Mwah. Best thing that could happen. Get that tired bob away from him. <laughs> <laughs> that thing had dirt stuck in it. Stop. <laughs> but um, while you're here giving Thor his hair too, that wig was stringy. Ooh, and his hairline. Girl, <laughs> it was <laughs> they <laughs> they were going for the wet look, you know. Dry it. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Don't do my boy like that. But yeah, his. I remember watching it, and I was like. There's something threw me off about this guy. What is it? And it was definitely the hair. Yeah, they tried. <laughs> Speaking of Loki, Avengers Infinity War had a crazy opening. Who would have thought, out of everybody, Loki would have died in the first five minutes. And all the whole refugee ship would have been dead. That was so crazy. Yes. I wouldn't say it was crazy. It was really, it was just really sad. Like... 
Of course, him saying, I, I could tell, like, he was about to die. What was it? He was like, Thanos, yes, I will honor you or whatever. And then he was like, and then Thor was like, I hate you, brother. <laughs> or however it is that he talks. And, and then that's when he died. Yeah. Like, it was kind of, I want to say predictable, but like, I had a feeling that was going to happen. But like, it did still hurt when he died because I was like, dang, I think this time it might be real. Uh, I don't think that's like a copy of himself. Uh, I'm hoping, but like, when he squeezed the life out of him, I knew. <laughs> that is for real. Uh, I remember his face. His face is in my head now. Hmm. <laughs> it's been a, a good precedent for the rest of the movie. Then we know there people are actually going to die here. Like, main characters. Oh, yeah. And thank you for bringing this up. Thank you for bringing this up. Because in the big Infinity War versus Endgame debate, um... I prefer, I'm not going to say prefer, but I like Infinity War a bit more than Endgame because we finally get to see them lose. Mm. Like, every single movie, right? Like, you know how they have the formula, like you said. We meet the heroes, they have a conflict in the middle, and like they kind of lose, right? But then at the very end, they come up on top. Every single movie, it's been like that. But then here comes Infinity War, and it's like, no, you guys are dying today. <laughs> Formula broken. Yeah. No survivors. I mean, there were survivors, but... <laughs> That's an F. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I feel like they got rid of the, like... Not rid, but, like, you know. <laughs> the not-so-important characters vanished. I don't remember who vanished. Bucky, Falcon, um, Vision, because he was dead. Wanda, she was like broken inside. Um, I mean, Black Panther, um, he also disappeared or like vanished. Um, there are other people too, obviously, but all of the Guardians people. Oh, really? <laughs> They're all gone. All of them? I well, I don't know all of them, but a good majority. I believe it because you know who definitely deserved it? Peter. Peter Quill. I will say yep. it right here, right now. Peter Quill deserved to die. I don't care. Yeah. Because like they they were so close. So close. Mm -hmm. He jeopardized the whole mission. He couldn't keep his feelings to himself for like 30 more seconds. You had to punch him. You've gotta be kidding me. I feel like we've talked about how, like, of all the Avengers, like, Hawkeye might be, like, the least important. I take that back. Peter Quill is useless. He is useless. Rocket is more important than him. Groot has done more. He's more important. Mm-hmm. Like... team is better. Who put him captain, honestly? Literally himself. Bro. We all know that Rocket is the real captain. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just to satisfy his ego, I guess. Mm -hmm. Just die. Come on. We don't need you. I'm a dozen. But if we're talking about useless people, um, Hulk was useless in this movie. Like, just transform. I know you got beat in the first five minutes, but, like, you're, he was being so annoying. 
just transform. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that was so annoying. Like your one job is to just smash. That's literally your whole catchphrase, Hulk smash. And you're telling me you can't do that? Bro, what are you here for? Right. Mm. Oh, but no, there was that one scene. Ew. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm remembering it. Like, um, Bruce was trying to get like the Hulk to come out, but like his face, but like the Hulk, like <laughs> it went like the Hulk uh-huh. and then Bruce, and it was like, no. And I'm like, that's disgusting. I didn't need to see that. It was embarrassing. Oh, you're right. It is embarrassing. <laughs> this whole movie better was so embarrassed. Oh gosh, <laughs> he he had to get um Iron Man's Hulk um costume at the end with the Wakanda battle. Honestly, just stay inside. <laughs> I don't need it. Every single time we talk about Hulk, my mind immediately goes to I put a bullet in my head and the boot and spit it out. <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> like, as you were talking about, like, <laughs> like Hulk, mm, that's the only thing I could think of. The green guy spit it out. Aw. But, like, the this one scene that sticks in my head was when Thor finally came to the battle. I don't remember where he was before all this, but he had his big moment. Uh, he came down Wakanda like right smack in the middle of the battle and lightning just spewed everywhere. I loved it. And he learned that from Ragnarok, right? <gasps> You're so right. You're so right. Yeah, I remember that when they were fighting in the gladiator part. So wait, in Infinity War, oh, because he loses his hammer and well like hella destroys his hammer in ragnarok mm-hmm. so then in infinity war that's when he gets the Stormbreaker. yeah yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm remember who this it's like an axe to be honest it wasn't as cool it was kind of tiny uh-uh the oh. hammer the hammer's tiny oh Stormbreaker's huge Oh, it was cool though. <laughs> Let me say something about some of these death scenes. Um, Parker's Peter Parker's death scene was too much. Just die already. <gasps> he was dying for like two minutes straight. Oh, I don't want to go, Mister Stark. I don't want to go. Just die. Just dissolve. <laughs> I was laughing in the theaters. He was doing way too much. I think, I can't remember if we saw Endgame together or, no, we saw Endgame together. Never mind. But I will say that his death was a little bit long Mm because it was kind of like everybody else just like disappeared. Like, so it's like, why is he like dissolving really slowly? But at the same time, it kind of like, you know, it's more for the audience, you know, it's like, we got you to love Peter Parker, huh? We got, we let you see the relationship, Tony and Peter's relationship. Now we're going to take that away from you. Slowly but quickly. 
slowly but quickly yes because he was dying slowly right but like he was gone quickly like he just left the he just Not gone quickly yes he quote unquote just left the mcu that quickly for like how many years i mean like in the movie like years Five. but like in, yeah <laughs> so it's kind of like dang how do you do that to us i respect the sentiment but it's just not for me yeah you're not one of those people <laughs> <laughs> i like i liked it better when like there were people who were like trying to run but then they dissolved that was cooler for me because it's like you still thought you were alive I think I remember Bucky's. I think he just low key like fell, flopped over. <laughs> oh, we're evil. We're so bad. <laughs> okay, so after all that like energy, that hype, whatever happened in Infinity War, right? Next comes Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Um, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, I can't say much about this movie. I didn't watch it. I have yet to see yeah. Hulk and this movie. Hulk? And the Incredible Hulk from Phase 1. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so long ago. Yeah. So, I can't say much. Like, I literally don't even know if it's a good movie. Um... But, like, from what I've heard is that there's, like, this one villain who's, like, really underrated. I think Ghost. her name is Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard she's underrated. Mm. Just like Hella. I believe Hella is underrated. But we're done talking about her. Uh, I think Ghost is underrated for the right reasons. Ooh, explain. Well, <laughs> I don't have a lot of reasons, but <laughs> I can't remember her. I watched the movie. And while I was watching the movie, I forgot her. <laughs> like, I think her powers are really cool. And what happened to her was sad. I mean, she's a girl, like, from she was five years old. She was constantly shifting from the quantum realm to the real reality. It was cool. But I can't remember her at all. And I remember in the theaters, I was thinking that this villain was weird for some reason. I don't know. Mind control? (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I remember her, huh? No. (laughs) I saw online, there are so many people like, she's the best um, underrated villain, blah, 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 blah. I can't remember. I think that's just you, sweetie. (laughs) Ant-Man and the Wasp is always trying to do mind control, but anyways... (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah like the ant propaganda yeah. from ant-man yep they know what they're doing <laughs> but they know how to break it up break up that propaganda with jimmy woo the house arrest officer i love him he doesn't have a big role here but this is where he's introduced the one and only i saw this one clip of like um Scott teaching him like a card trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes <laughs> back. Parallels, baby. Yeah, I, I love parallels. I had to see online that it was from Ant Man and the Wasp. 
But this movie, all in all, like, it was cool. I liked what they did in different elements. Like, the briefcase lab thing they had going on was cool. Um, But I thought they were going to pull, like, a switcheroo and swap the building with, like, a kid's lunchbox or something. Um, I was kind of disappointed that didn't happen, but it was still cool. Um, I also liked the scenes that he was doing with his daughter on house arrest. They were so cute. Like, he would go down the stairs with her, like, build forts. I love it. Oh, Peanut was in this movie. That's good. Peanut. Do we do we know her real name? I don't. <sighs> and I don't want to. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know her. She's not important. Um, speaking of unimportant women in the MCU, um, people, I won't specify which demographic, but people think that Captain Marvel is useless or whatever. And I would like to say I completely disagree. Like, Captain Marvel... (sighs) Captain Marvel is very important. People won't admit that she's powerful. She's very powerful. Like, it's all just because they don't like Brie Larson. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be frank. Brie Larson and Robert Downey Jr., they are very similar. Like, and like they have the same humor. Like, they still, they all, they both have that, like, sarcastic tone thing going on where it's like, ugh, I hate you. When, like, obviously they don't really hate. It's all out of love or whatever. But, like... Robert's jokes just land better than Brie Larson's. And that's, like, the whole reason why they don't like her or whatever. And it's, like, it's all just misogyny, like you said. Like, they prefer Robert more than Brie Larson, even though they have very similar characteristics. So, I agree. People need to stop hating on her. It's like, she didn't do anything to them. Um, but I wouldn't say that her humor is the same as Iron Man. Maybe it's just because they don't. Not Iron Man, but like Robert Downey Jr. in real life. Oh, I don't watch his interviews, so I don't know what he's like in real life. But like her, her humor is dry, and it's not like laugh out loud or loudly chuckle or anything. It's not that type for me. Um, so it's not really that hilarious. But I get it. You need a variety of comedy. Um, and some. Most people, I guess, just don't like that. And don't like that it comes from her. Because that's not something that they were expecting. Her whole... Brie Larson, I guess, getting cast as Cap- Captain Marvel wasn't what they were expecting. They wanted something completely different. But that's still not a reason for them to hate on her. And continue hating, like, three years after the movie is um, out. I will say that... Carol, like her character, and then um, Tony Stark, uh, their humor, like I find them different. But I'm talking about in real life. That was like when they're similar. Their characters, uh, some might say they're similar. I don't see them as similar. But in real life, I do think they're similar in their own ways. But like the whole thing about hating Brie Larson is so unnecessary. They call her a bad actress just because they don't like her in this movie. How dare they? Like, she's, like, the only one out of the whole MCU who has, like, an Oscar or something. Mm-hmm. 
you don't just get an Oscar for terrible acting. No. Like, it makes no sense to me. Fine, don't like her character, but don't take away her acting skills from her. It makes no sense to me. The acting in this movie wasn't even terrible. Like, as far as first movies go, this was pretty good. It's above Thor 1 and Captain America 1, so I don't know what the problem is. Y'all being harsh, or not y'all, not not our dear viewers. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, certain critics are being harsh for no reason. Right. Like, I personally like the way Brie Larson took Carol, like the character. Now, I haven't read the comics or anything, so I don't know if that's like the way that she's supposed to act. But from just watching the movie, I liked her. I mean, like, she's not my favorite or anything, but like, she wasn't terrible. And like, I literally can't picture her behaving any other way than the way that Brie Larson, you know, depicted her. Like, I mean, she's a girl in the Air Force with superpowers. Like, I don't understand how she's supposed to act. Like, people are telling her she needs to smile more and stuff like that. Come on. <laughs> I like the mont montages they were doing with the flashbacks of, like, when she got knocked down or, like, when people were discouraging her, but she got back up. I liked all of those. Um, the message they were putting out was good. I liked the themes, not to look for approval, you know, female empowerment, all of that stuff. Um, but I wouldn't say she's my favorite character either. Um, she didn't really show that much emotion. She's kind of stoic, stone-faced, but that's just how she took the character, so I can't really say about is it. that really how she took the character, or is that just how she was supposed to be? I'm like, not sure, but I feel like that the directors give the actors like some form of free reign. Yeah, but I also feel like they'd be like, mm, what if you were more happy in this scene? Or what if you just put on a little smile? You know, that's like what directors do. They'd be like, I don't like how you did that. Do it a different way. So the directors clearly had no issue with it. So I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I mean, I do get it. We already said it. Misogyny. <laughs> and we're talking about director choice. Um, here's something that they had control over. The outfit color. We have enough of red, blue, and gold separately. Why is this a thing? Choose something better. Come on now. Yeah, I don't know why they went with that color choice or that color scheme. But probably like to stick with the comics or whatever, you know. Have something similar to the comics. But. Change it. Who's gonna stop you? Why do I picture like I remember seeing like a greenish bluish suit? Mm -hmm. Is that like when she's like lit up with her powers or something? Or am I, I thinking of something else? Maybe you're talking about her Cree suit because she wears that most of the movie. Oh, yeah, I like that better. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <sighs> I'm pretty sure it's the same suit, but she just changed the color, right? Yeah. It different. She should have kept. Oh no, she didn't keep it because of like, um, she didn't want to support them anymore and blah 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 blah. Yeah. What I think would have been really cool about this movie is if they 
had it in another setting. I don't really think, or like, there wasn't a point for them to make it in the 90s. It would have been super cool for it to be in the 70s. Then, if they wanted to continue with the buddy cop thing they, they were doing with um, Nick Fury, they could have added a hippie character who's totally against war. And then that would have contrasted with Car- Carol's um, soldier character because she's like, um, she's somebody who abides by her Cree um, lifestyle and she just wants to get back. That could have been totally cool dynamic. Like, or something else that would have made the setting important to the story. But it being in the 90s, other than just like a few blockbuster references or something, it really wasn't that important. All the things that you were saying to add just makes it think, makes me think of like a whole different movie. Like that would take away from like the whole point plot of the movie to me. How is this taken away from the plot? Why do we need a whole other hippie character? What would that? What's the point of that hippie character? Who would that character be? To go and contrast against Carol, so because she starts off as somebody who like loves her crew lifestyle, but she wants to get a better, be a better soldier, and then at the end she learns like how the crew was manipulating historical events, and she starts to go against her brainwashed government thinking, and that's kind of like what hippies were meant for. Like in the seventies, they were against like the Vietnam War, like other government um, actions. So that that hippie character could have taught her how to do that. I think it's better that she was able to do it on her own, to go with the whole women empowerment, I don't need nobody type of thing they were going for. I feel like that's, I feel like what they did is fine. The hippie could have been a woman. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I just I want to see Nick Fury in 70s attire speaking of Nick Fury we finally learned the real reason of how he lost his eye going on telling people I lost it in the war or I lost it while fighting some some zombie alien mm. a cat scratched it ah lame loser I mean it low is an alien but still it's a cat <laughs> it fits though I mean, that's why he's been telling everybody it's some heroic story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although the audience reaction to Captain Marvel was less than ideal, the hype for Avengers Endgame was so intense. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. They had how many movies in between Infinity War to Endgame to pick up where we left off? How many years were people waiting just for Endgame, huh? It was like a 10-year buildup or something like that. Now you're being dramatic. No, In real life, it, it was, was like ten. three. It was like three years. It felt like 10. Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't have to deal with all that. I couldn't do it. If it was real life and I was watching it like in theaters with everybody else, I would automatically forget about the MCU. No, but like the theater reaction is what makes it fun. Like the gasp of the audience, the screams at Thanos, the crying at death, all of it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I saw it in theaters. Um, the reaction was everything. Ah, it just made the whole movie even better, you know. But no, like if I was like watching it like release day after release after release, definitely would have like. Missed a couple movies, forgotten about it here and there, most definitely. 
also i'm only 17 so i would have been like like seven not seven but like maybe even seven like when the first movie came out it was 10 years i would be seven so <laughs> i would have had to rewatch it anyway so it's fine you would have grown up with avengers don't say that no wait you grow up with avengers and then as the end game happens you end game your child years and grow into adulthood oh gosh that's poetic yeah bro write your college essay on that <laughs> i think you should write your college essay on that because yeah. girl you have no ideas uh, mm. what is that mm. i have ideas on my phone thank you very much okay okay now, of course, we've got to start with the biggie, the elephant in the room, Thanos. <gasps> Woo! Let me tell you, he makes perfect sense. Honestly, his rhetoric, there, there might be flaws, but it's the only way. And also, him and Ultron would work really well together i was just thinking of ultron when you said like what you just said i immediately thought of ultron they have the same thinking humans are the problem Mm -hmm. i mean technically it was aliens on his planet but like honestly it was yeah it was like things in general yeah (laughs) i don't know how to call extraterrestrial beings and humans i don't know what the like group name is for that but it was everyone Everyone was the issue. Y'all are ruining your environment. And he saw it. He peeved it. Um, he's not a good person at all. I don't condone what he the torture that he put his daughters through, all of that. That's horrible. It's sad. Um, but he did what had to be done. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure it was endgame, but like he threw <laughs> like he like dropped Grimora at the bottom or whatever I'm like yo that's your kid no qualms <sighs> he abused those girls oh. oh yeah but I like the way that Nebula turned out Um, she was okay in the first Guardians movie but by the end of Endgame she really improved I didn't like her really? why? Yeah. What do you mean, why? I, I, Sis, I don't care. I don't care. Sis was just annoying from the very beginning. Like, I could not... It was kind of like Loki. She kind of had like a little Loki mm-hmm. moment where she like wasn't good, but then she did something good. And like, oh my gosh, I love you. You know, kind of like that. I don't want to say she, people love her, but like, that's the vibes that I get from her. I don't know. I just don't like her. Hmm. Valid. I think I like her because she her actor is on Doctor Who. Of course. <laughs> if I know the actor, I love you. <laughs> I feel Another- like you can like the actor or actress, but then like not like a character in a certain movie or show or something. Yeah. If they're a good actor, I guess you can distance yourself from the real persona and the character you put on. A lot of people find that hard to do. A lot of people can't do that. And it's really sad. It's also like, if you've just been in that role for a long time, you are that character. <laughs> you can't Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy. 
Rachel from Friends. Yo. <laughs> no, like Jennifer Aniston, completely like away from the topic, but Jennifer Aniston's been on a lot of things, but I only know her as Rachel from Friends. Hmm. Poor actor. <laughs> that's just her most iconic role. Yeah. That's that's the thing about having iconic roles. It backfires. We get money. Right. I was just about to say she's making bank from friends. <laughs> it's been how many years and she's still making money from that show. And now it's on HBO Max. And so like HBO Max, like more. Yeah. And also doing a reunion. But I know, um, I know those Marvel actors are making a lot of money. Uh, but what they what happens to their characters is crazy. They have to endure it. Like Smart Hulk, I know the actor for Bruce Banner was not expecting that. But what can I say? That guy, he was sexy, bro. Oh gosh, they did Smart Hulk right. I love what they did. You're disgusting. <laughs> They did the best parts of Bruce Banner and the best part of Hulk. I mean, yeah, I did like Smart Hulk, but what you what you just said was unacceptable. Don't say that again. <laughs> no, but when he gave um, Ant Man his taco, taco, <laughs> I fell in love. Uh. <laughs> I'd also say someone who wasn't looking so hot in this movie. Uh, I know exactly who you're gonna say. <laughs> she was looking washed up. Um, it's understandable. She was depressed and lonely and everything, but they did her wrong with those um yellow crispy bits she had at the bottom of her hair. Oh no! Oh, you're talking about Natasha. I thought you're talking about Hawkeye. <laughs> he is crispy too. But... <laughs> oh, I feel bad for Natasha more because she was she was very nice looking <laughs> in the other movies mm-hmm. Clint was always a little subpar <laughs> well since we're speaking of the two um I don't want to call this like a great debate but oh gosh that- <sighs> should have been Clint or Natasha um Clint. obviously Clint should have died in this movie we say this like every movie that he's in, yeah. but it's true. He should have died. Okay, he has a family. So what? So, so? are you guys just saying that just because Natasha doesn't have an established family, she's, she's worthless and just be tossed away? Is that what you guys are saying? And now you can just go and redeem yourself by throwing your best friend off of the cliff? Okay, I will say he didn't throw her off. She threw herself off. You know, like he did try to like sacrifice himself. (laughs) No, I remember. I remember she was like, he like tripped her or something. So she was lying there and then he was running while looking at her. And then she like, he jumped, but then Natasha did something to like pull him back. And so then she went. And so it was very complicated. But like in the end, he did try to like, you know, sacrifice himself, mm-hmm. but it ended up being Natasha. But it should have been Clint. They could have written it to be Clint. Do you think they have like a both versions? Where it's like probably they have so many versions of that movie. Yo, I gotta see that. It would make the movie a hundred times better. Mm-hmm. 
something about how they decided to who was going to go get this stone was very suspect. Tony knew what he was doing. Back in Infinity War, he was there when Thanos confessed that he killed Gamora to get the Soul Stone. So how are you going to send two people there when you know one of them is going to die? I thought about that, and that was so crazy to me. It's been like five years. Give this man a break. He has a kid now. He has dad brain. You can remember. He didn't even want to help them in the end, to be honest. He was like, I have a kid now. I can't do this. I, You do this without me. You know, like... I get it, but I'm mad at him for that. Are we sure that he didn't actually tell them? Like, are we positive? But but when they went there, it was like they didn't know what was happening. And the red guy had to show them. Hmm. (laughs) But some parts of the um, time travel I did like. Like, when Tony and his dad was talking in 1970, that was so precious. I loved that. Speaking of the time travel, like, I heard that the suits, like, the white time travel suits were CGI'd on because the costume department didn't have time to make the costumes. Really? Yeah, it looks so real. Like, they're actually wearing it. Yeah. Like, that's so good. That's impressive. They're probably wearing those green suits. No, they were wearing their, like, normal costumes. Like, Iron Man was wearing his suit. Um, Cap was wearing his American flag, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, as we all know, I love my parallels. Parallels, baby. I talk about it like almost every movie. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is Steve and Thor's hammer. All the way back from Age of Ultron. It came back, baby. It came back. Like when they were all struggling, they were all beat up and whatever. We see Thor's hammer start to shake a little. We're like, what's happening? Thor's down. Who could it be? Who could it be? <laughs> I'm I'm just so hyped to think about it. it. Um, what's his name? Steve. It just comes to him. He's like, Ooh. and like <laughs> I can't get over it. I can't get over it. Like we saw in Age of Ultron when Steve tried to lift it. We saw it move the slightest degree. But then this time, it just came. Full force. I love it so much. Has me so hype. Like, literally just thinking and talking about it. Amazing. It brings the memories back. Yep. Okay. So the last parallel that I saw, there's probably a ton more, but is the iconic line, I am Iron Man. They went all the way back to Iron Man 1. We talked about this episode one. We talked about this Mm -hmm. parallels. Like that line was improvised, right? And I always wondered, like, was it, like, was he, like, oh, that's the first thing I could think of? Or was he, like, Robert Downey Jr., was he, like, I remember in Iron Man 1, I was, like, I'm Iron Man. That'd be a nice way to end it off for me. Like, do you think that's what happened? I choose to believe that he thought about that. Because, mm. like, 
he he knows a lot about his character. It's that character is basically him. So, yeah. Like I think he knew what felt right. Mm, yeah, that's a good way to put it. But like I felt really bad for Tony in this movie. Because, you know, he finally said with the fact that Peter's gone, he had his kid, and now it's all gone from him. He can't, he can't physically watch, I think her name's Morgan. Yeah. She can't, he can't physically watch her grow up, can't be there and stuff like that. That breaks me so much because, like, that's all he wanted. And he finally had it. Yeah, I think it was one of um the lines in a movie that he wanted to like be on a ranch and have kids. So the fact that he actually had it, but he had to go back and do the right thing. That's why I love because they went like a full 180 with his character. He wouldn't have done that before. Now he is. It was it was a really great ending to him. May you rest in peace, Iron Man. <laughs> I love you 3000. Aww. <laughs> You know who I don't love 3000? I'll tell you. Steve Rogers. Hater. No. How dare you? He went back in time, right? To the 19 whatevers. Uh 1940s, whatever. Oh, okay. Just to dance with, (laughs) what's her name? Sally. And and he said... Agent Peggy Carter. Sorry, Peggy. And he stayed there, knowing what was happening to Bucky. He didn't care. <laughs> I thought, what happened to that best friend energy? What happened to besties for life? Huh? It made me mad too. How are you going to grow old without him? And what? he left. He left Bucky to Sam. Huh? <laughs> honestly it it doesn't make sense they're supposed to be besties um but they're not going to the end of the line anymore and like the worst thing that I wouldn't say it's the worst but like it's horrible what he did like he left Sam the Captain America shield that's great you know love that but what did he leave Bucky PTSD (laughs) that's what he left Bucky Mm -hmm. Bucky already has his own coolness sam needed it more maybe what really injured me deeply injured me about this movie was that they had a touching funeral about for iron man everybody was there everyone from his life that contributed to who he is now they were there um celebrating him and that was great but they didn't have that for natasha and that is really upsetting. She's an integral part of the team as well, but you're not going to celebrate her. Without her, you wouldn't have gotten half of your family back. That was super disrespectful. She deserves to rest peacefully, just like Tony would. She gave I, her whole life to this team, and for what? I completely agree with you. But I feel like they had to pick one. It was like, uh, Iron Man or Natasha, and they picked Iron Man. Despicable. Who, who said you can't have two? Or at least have a scene where, like, somebody visits her grave at the end or something. Oh, you think you think Clint brought back her body? <gasps> no, they didn't show it, though, when they were buzzing back. But that would be so crazy. 
Ew. <laughs> That's so sad. Okay, to finish us off, we have Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I would, I'm just going to say that I liked this movie more than Homecoming. I do not agree. Do you even remember Far From Home? It was so good. I don't remember it being all that. Bro, no, the twist was really good, but I yeah. throughout the movie, it was all right. Oh my gosh. Mysterio as a villain loved him. It was great. He was like, I'm totally on your side. I'm best friends with Iron Man. I'm ha ha ha. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, no. And then at the end, when he was like, oh, Peter Parker is Iron Man. I mean, Spider Man. Uh, Peter Parker almost killed me. Peter Parker, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Aw, you're not going to do this to my boy. I'm pretty sure I cried because of how much shock I was in. Yes, I was like, there's no way. (laughs) You know, like, I was breaking down. (laughs) I don't know. They did something right with that ending. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! No, I don't. I don't think a lot of people could have called it. I oh yeah, I did not predict that happening at all because you know it was Peter and MJ. You know they finally got together. Love that. Now they're swinging through New York City. They stop. Then all of a sudden, there's Mysterio, who's like supposed to be dead, right, or something like that. I don't know, but he's like not supposed to be like alive and well and talking like that and there he is right on the big screen in new york city (sighs) oh my gosh not dead anymore but like i will say that this movie was kind of an odd ending to phase three i get that it's like the aftermath of um Endgame, you know, we finally get to we're getting a taste of the real world, what's happening after it, how people are reacting to Iron Man's death, mainly Peter, because you know, that was like his father figure, because you know, he doesn't have his parents. So now the next best thing is gone. Um <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. It was just kind of weird to not end it on a movie called Endgame. Yes. For all those reasons, I consider Far From Home the beginning of Phase 4. They might say something different on the Marvel website or whatever, but Endgame should be the end of Phase 3. It makes sense. And then Phase, this opens up of what the world is like um, after people have been snapped, after people came back. It would have been awesome as the beginning. Yeah. I don't disagree. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not what happened. So, unfortunately, who can say? I guess they have something in their plans. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Marvel in their sneaky ways. But they did release the like lineup for phase four. I'm excited to see what they do with the new Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. And like the movie that comes after Spider Man. Like, what's the order? I don't remember. I think it's Black Widow, right? That's the next one. That has nothing to do with Spider-Man, though. But also, they didn't put any, like, Avengers movies. There was no, like, Avengers, duh-duh. I didn't see that. 
It's all solo movies. Yo, it's the end of the Avengers, actually. I mean, I think they're going to start with, like, Young Avengers. I heard that's a thing in the comics, so it's, like, Young Avengers. We should have people who don't want to team up. They want to do it themselves. Do we think, like, Spider-Man is going to be, like, an important role in this new Avengers team if they do have one? Bro, he better be. He was kind of annoying me with, like, I just want to be um, good neighborhood Spider-Man. Like, boy, you've been to space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're too far in, so. You're way far from home. <laughs> <laughs> what an excellent line to close us off. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. We appreciate it so much. If you want, you can check us out on Instagram at playbyplay.pod where you can DM us your movie suggestions and maybe we'll talk about it. Lastly, you can stream our podcast on Spotify and pretty much any other place you can listen to a podcast. Thanks, guys, and we love you 3000. Bye!